Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. It's common to feel a little foolish when we get too excited or passionate about something. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us how David danced and leapt before the Lord, despite what anyone else would think or say. At the end of the day, our actions are for Him and no one else. Don't let it be said that you held back out of fear of man. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update, as shared on December 18th, 2022. Some Thursdays, I am so tired. I'm thinking, man, I don't know if I feel like going to church. And then I realize I'm the pastor. I have to go to church. I'm the one teaching the Bible study. But I drag myself in here, and I'm really tired. It's a good tired. It's a God tired, but I'm tired, man. And so... I get here, and then all it takes is for Capono to start, and I'm like, ah. You know why that is? Psalm 1611, he inhabits the praises of his people. And in his presence is fullness of joy. And that's where the joy returns. But when we're worshiping the Lord, singing unto the Lord, you know, sometimes it's kind of like, you know, Hark the herald angels sing glory to. When we're there, it's just, I mean, I don't want to, I'll blow out the speakers of everybody online if I did it, but it's going to be, I mean, loud and glorious. And again, I don't want to come down too hard on anybody. I know, you know, we're all self-conscious about, you know, if I raise my arms, do I have sweat stains underneath? And so we have different uh, hand raising. We have the, you know, this is the safe one, you know, praise the Lord. But I don't think David did this one. I think he was, I mean, he was jumping up. I don't care about my sweat stains. I don't care what you think. I don't even care if I'm not in tune. Because as I understand it, we make a joyful noise to the Lord. Man, when they sing, it's just noise. Well, to the Lord, it's joyful. I don't think He cares if I'm in tune, harmonizing. (laughs) No, I'm worshiping Him. He's the only one that matters. And I'm so excited. And I don't really care what you think about me. It's not for you. It's for the Lord. Let's talk about, yeah, praise the Lord. Let's, let's talk about this, this second one. And this is, if, you, if your blood pressure isn't raised yet, this one might do it. 
Just it's like every year, this time of year, and it's getting worse, by the way. We want to celebrate during the Christmas season the birth of the Savior of the world, okay? We want to sing joy to the world. Would you agree that it's getting worse? And it's not just the world, but dare I say, even some Christians are trying to take away our Christmas joy. And to them, I would humbly say, for those who are not Christians, I'm not going to say what I would say to Christians, but just to the the non-Christians, you can't have our Christmas Not just yet anyway. Oh, you'll get it after the rapture. By the way, spoiler alert, you're only going to have seven, if that, Christmases after we're gone. But that's fine. Go ahead. But until then, nah, you're not going to take away our joy. We celebrate the birth of the Savior of the world. Yeah, but pastor, it's a pagan holiday, man. I know that. Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. I know that. It's the pagan celebration of Saturnalia. I know that. And the tree even was a ritual pagan worship of these false gods. And you've got a Christmas tree? Yeah. Hey, for those of you online, we've got a Christmas tree in the back. How about that? I'm getting snarky now, so. But here's why. That tree represents the cross. My Bible says, cursed is any man who hangs on a tree. My Savior was born to die on that tree. The cross, the finished work of the cross, that's what the tree represents. How about the lights on the tree? Jesus is the light of the world! Hey, the gift under the tree? It's a symbol of the gift of eternal life that Jesus paid for in full, and purchased when he hung on that tree. So, now oh, this is, I want to be, I want to be loving. I, will you just leave us alone, please? <laughs> you don't want to have a tree? Fine, whatever. You want to attack us? <laughs> you want to criticize us? It's not for you, it's for the Lord. It's as unto the Lord. And one last thing on this. Every Christmas, and stay with me on this, every Christmas could be our last Christmas before Jesus returns. Now I'm not, I don't have a word here. I would love to be able to say this is the last Christmas. Oh yeah, look, come quickly. (laughs) But it could be. But here's the thing. When, not if, when he does, he will not be a baby. 
Listen to John's description of Jesus when he beholds the Lord as he's given the revelation of the Lord at his second coming. Not the rapture. The rapture, Jesus comes for us. The second coming, Jesus comes with us. Ten thousands by His side. Revelation chapter 1, beginning in verse 7. Look, He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see Him, even those who pierced Him. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of Him so shall it be. Amen. I, verse 8, am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, verse 9, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me, here it is again, a loud voice. Hey, can you just bring it down? No! Because it says loud. And there's that trumpet again. A loud voice like a trumpet, which said, write on a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. Now watch this, verse 14. His head and hair were like white wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters, loud rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. You can't even, it's, it's so bright. And then verse 17, John says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. I think they call that the fear of the Lord. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. This brings us to the third reason, and it really dovetails into it, and it's that of our unrestrained and unashamed excitement as it relates to sounding the warning 
as the Lord's watchman. Let me just say it like this by way of a preface. This is no time to hold back. This is no time to play it safe. This is no time to play around. Ezekiel chapter 3, beginning in verse 17. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Why? Because you didn't say anything. You were too reserved. Played it safe. Didn't warn them. Yet, if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. It would be, as the Apostle Paul would say, I don't have the blood of any man on my hands because I did not cease from teaching you, warning you, telling you the whole counsel of God. All the good stuff, but all the bad stuff and tough stuff too. The Lord's done a work in my heart over the years, especially the last couple of years in this regard. I, I truly, and the Lord knows my heart, I truly feel sorry for the pastor who is too afraid. He fears man. I really feel sorry for him. Is he saved? Well, if he's born again, yes. Will he go up in the rapture? Yes. Will we see him in heaven? Yes. But he will have the blood of these people on his hands for not warning them about what was coming. It's chiefly for this reason that I would like to take the remainder of our time together, which again I hope will be an encouragement to you today. As I mentioned in the beginning of the update, we received numerous and voluminous comments concerning this serious matter. And I want to share one of them with you. It's from Breda in Ireland. She writes, Dear JD, some friends recommended your prophecy update a year ago. It was and is great to hear from a Bible-believing pastor about the scamdemic and to hear the truth of God's Word during this time of deception. When the vaccine came out, I prayed about taking it, and the Holy Spirit very clearly told me that my body was the temple of His Spirit and not to take it. It was a lonely position where I lost friends and family, Family thought I had lost the plot. That must be an Ireland thing. Whatever the plot is, I lost that long ago. <laughs> In other words, you lost it. My adult children still call me a conspiracy theorist and still are blind to the truth. The church I was involved with had advised last October for us to get vaccinated in order to return to the church building when it reopened. Then Christmas week, an email went out from one of the leaders to ask the body to pray 
for the brothers and sisters that had not been jabbed to get the vax for the common good. I was so upset and I replied to the email stating my position and also the fact, get this, that three of my colleagues working in the hospital where I worked had severe adverse effects from the vax. I also stated that I could no longer come under the authority of the church leadership and would have to withdraw from ministry. This was met with an accusation of rebellion and bullying from some of the body. Other church members contacted me privately to say, well done. They also felt that way, but were not prepared to do anything about it. The pastor contacted me regarding the email and accepted my resignation, but the other three church leaders did not contact me at all, all of which have government-paid jobs, and one is a virologist. Hmm, as you would say. Your Sunday night updates have been educational and blessing to me. You have answered all those nagging questions, in particular about Trump, which I could not understand. Christians claiming that he was a Christian and following him instead of our powerful, mighty God. All your research on the Vax and 9-11 really opened my eyes to the deception we have been living under for so long. Thank you for your ministry, your research, your sense of humor, and the way you deliver your teachings. Every blessing to you and your family, Bretta. This uh, email that I just read is representative of the many that we get from people all over the world, basically saying the same thing. The reason I wanted to start this way is because, again, I... I love it when people, especially visitors, will say, please don't stop what you're doing. I always like to say, well, I have no intentions of stopping. And even if I were to, like God would let me get away with that. You can ask Jonah about that, how that worked out for him. I'm never going to stop. And not only am I never going to stop, I will never hold back. I have to sound the alarm especially about what could be coming next, namely that of what's dubbed the catastrophic contagion. Do you hear about this? What is it? Well, it's yet another global challenge tabletop exercise. Picture here's a screenshot of their website, which interestingly has a chronology of this event along with other previous events. Let's start with a quote from the tabletop exercises page under the heading of catastrophic contagion. Quoting, the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with the World Health Organization and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, conducted catastrophic contagion a pandemic tabletop exercise at the Grand Challenges annual meeting in Brussels, Belgium. When did this happen? October 23rd of this year. Below the heading of catastrophic contagion, they also list on the same page event 201. 
We've been talking about this for over two years. Here's the quote. The Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise, on October 18th, 2019, in New York. The purpose of the exercise was to illustrate the pandemic preparedness efforts, response decisions, and cooperation required from global businesses, governments, and public health leaders that the world will need to diminish the large-scale economic and societal consequences of a severe pandemic. Wow, how did they know? Because they planned it. And they, you'll forgive the use of this word, executed the plan. This was October 2019. Hmm, right on schedule. If you scroll down, if you have the stomach for it, at the bottom of this same page, you'll find listed Dark Winter. This was another tabletop exercise. It was back on June 22nd and 23rd in the year 2001. Now stay with me. June 2001, I know this is deeply profound, is before September 11th, 2001. Oh, and by the way, uh, do you know how many exercises and simulations they were doing on 9-11? Well, this was in June, and here's a quote. The dark winter exercise portrayed a fictional, fictional scenario depicting a covert smallpox attack on U.S. citizens. Oh, pretty close. It wasn't smallpox, it was anthrax. This scenario is set in three successive NSC meetings that take place over two weeks. The exercise was held at Andrews Air Force Base, Washington, D.C. The dark winter script, script, and other event materials are available through the conference web pages. Pictured here is a screenshot of their catastrophic contagion highlights real video on YouTube, which names this scenario with the acronym SEERS. SEERS is Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. What time is it now? Wait, Pastor, are you, I think you're reading too much into it. Fine whatever. I don't care. Let me just say this. They had event 201 in October of 2019. Uh, they had this in October of 2022. You tell me. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. <laughs>